Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums and people of the world, we are going to switch it up a little bit tonight. We are going to do, Billy and I are going to do what we like to call the Dynasty Deep End, where we dive real deep into that pool of college players that you guys need to keep an eye on this upcoming season. Here at Offensive Points, we love Dynasty football. We love playing Dynasty. It's our favorite format. So we just want to point out some players to keep an eye out for. Um, Billy's been one of my best friends for a long time. He's also an encyclopedia on college football knowledge. So much like you, I'm going to sit back and uh, and learn from the master himself today. But uh, go ahead and follow us at Offensive Points. Um, we will be adding some college football news and stuff as we go this year. So uh, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, tonight, let's uh, let's talk some dynasty and some college football. Billy, how you doing? I'm definitely doing good. One of my biggest pet peeves is when we get to draft season, I have no idea who any of the people are. I, and this is coming from a huge college football fan, but there are players that come about in the draft process that I have no idea who they are. And that ends this year. And I'm hopefully going to take the listeners and you and myself on a journey through this college football season so that we can all learn together about who these players are. Obviously, there's players at the top. You're going to be hearing a lot about them, but we're going to deep dive. We're going to go down low. We're going to go deep into the process to hopefully figure out by the time the drafts come around who all these players are. That's the problem. That's the, the, when I came up with this podcast idea, it was mainly just a, a diary, a journal for us to just keep and we can just know who all these players are throughout the college football season so i love it man because i know every year when we do our rookie drafts you know january pretty much right after the nfl season ends i am looking at tape i am trying to figure out who these guys are just to get an idea but just by doing this research now our hope for you guys is we're going to get those steals in the dynasty drafts we're not going to sit there and say oh so and so went to philadelphia oh that's my guy we're going to say hey this is why he's our guy and that's why we're drafting him there and our hope is for us to find those third, fourth, fifth round rookie draft steals that are going to win your league and keep it keep it coming for a long time there. So, well, for an example, like last year, if you had told me that Kylan Hill was going to go in the seventh round, I'd have said you're insane. Because at the beginning of the season, I really liked Kylan Hill, and yeah. I really thought he was going to be really big when it came to you know rookie draft time i mean he ended up in the seventh round most of the rookie drafts that we were in he was either undrafted or he was in the last round so i think if we can expound upon that and learn all of the names this season then nobody's going to sneak up on us because we 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 don't need to be surprised and the listeners don't need to be surprised we need to be all on the same page i love it man yeah i love it without further ado you want to get to some you want to get yeah you want players yeah, let's hop in on quarterbacks first. I'm letting you take this away because I know you have a deep dying love for this man. Um, let's sure start do. off with Spencer Rattler. So Spencer Rattler is currently uh, considered a redshirt junior at the University of Oklahoma, 
which is my favorite football team. Let's just get that out of the way now for all the listeners. Oklahoma is my favorite team. I will know every player on that team by the end of the season, guaranteed. I already know most of them now, and I know what their draft prospects look like. This is the best quarterback Oklahoma's had in a long time. That's bold news because we got three in the NFL now, right? Probably ever. I, I, I hate being a hyperbole guy because that guy sucks, and I get that. But his ability is way more than anything that Baker Mayfield could do. He is a better passer than Kyler Murray was. And, I mean, he's just an all-around better player than Jalen Hurts was. I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts fans out there. He w- he was a heart and soul kind of guy. I never saw him being a starter in the NFL, so it's, it's good to see him persevere. But, you know, if you're going to be in the Lincoln-Riley system, you're going to come out a good quarterback on the other end. And this guy is just simply great. And I know people hate, you know, Josh really hates when we say this, but I think he is little Patrick Mahomes. It's it's his ability to scramble on the run, to throw 70-yard bombs, to throw cross-body, to get out of trouble. It's it's something I haven't seen since Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and I have no problem saying that he is – he's got a little Patrick Mahomes in him for sure. So he is the highest all-time – favorite to win the Heisman is that you think it happens I don't see how he doesn't win it there's a chance that he doesn't win it but if I had to bet money on it my money would be on him to win it um this year um obviously every quarterback Lincoln Riley's had uh, Baker Mayfield's won it Kyler Murray won it Jalen Hurts got second the year that he was there this is just the next person in turn Lee Spencer so I cannot wait to see what he does. He's looking like the first overall pick in next year's draft. Your um, next Houston, Houston Texan quarterback right there. It, it, it's <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's looking that way. If Sean Watson gets traded, especially, um, yeah, it looks like, looks like Rattler might be headed to Houston, but <laughs> let's, let's get off my love affair with Spencer Rattler. You're going to hear plenty about him this season. Believe me, he's going to be the face of college football. I think. All right. Let's, so we're going to dive into Sam Howell next out of North yes. Carolina. Sam Howell is also very good quarterback. Um, he's got good numbers. I'm curious what happens this year now that he's lost all of his weapons. As you know, because you are a dynasty fan, he lost both of his running backs and he lost his top wide receiver, Deami Brown, who's now on Washington. So he lost is, Daz Newsome too, which is he lost that he lost Daz Newsome too, yes, and lost Michael Carter, obviously, and uh, uh Javante. Javante, yeah, Javante Williams. He lost all of those players. So is that going to affect him this year? Like the good thing North Carolina has is they have a very easy schedule this year. So that could mean really good stats for him, and it may mean it may make it a little bit easier for him to shine as opposed to facing having to face like Clemson, for example, um, where he might not be able to show as much. So I, I think he's probably he, – like I have him down as my second place uh, quarterback this year. I think he could easily be the second quarterback taken in the draft. Um, I don't know if that would be second pick. I'm thinking more around like five or six personally because I think there's a couple of players that we're going to talk about later on that are a little bit better than him. But – We'll see what he can do. You know, the one thing I found about Sam Howell is he's really horrible under pressure. Like, so is that going to translate in the NFL? Well, because it makes me nervous as well. It it really does. Because 
I mean, when you watch Sam Howell, like North Carolina was kind of shockingly good last year. Like everybody thought old Mac Brown came in there and he was going to make them just be, you know, nobody really knew what to expect from him, but he ended up turning Sam Howell into something that, you know, you're at least you can see the tools there, but under pressure, you're right. He does fold quite easily. Awesome. So definitely a name to keep an eye on. Interested to see how this year goes without the weapons. Um, yeah. So, so Matt Corral is the next guy you have on your list here. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. The next four, I have four more names on this list. We're going to go top six for this one. I am not sold on any of these guys. They're mainly are just guys that have been touted um, as having the tools. Um, obviously Matt Coral plays at Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin and you know, Lane Kiffin's done some good things with quarterbacks in the past. I definitely see him having the ability to show it. He did not show it last year very often, but I can give him, you know, if you have, see, and here's the thing, like he had Elijah Moore on his team. Does that, did that make him, did that make him good? Or did that make Elijah Moore good? Like who knows? Like uh, that's what it's always tough to tell about college football, especially when you're strapped with good players on your team. It's like, did you make them good or did they make you good? So we'll see this year because I am not sold on Zach Wilson at all. So I am not either, but we'll we'll see. We will see. Yeah, the next guy on this list is Malik Willis from Liberty, and I'm telling I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna stop you for a second. I was sure. I actually watched a little bit of tape on Matt Coral. Um, okay, okay. He has okay. a really good. He has a really good deep ball, but he does some wacky things here. Um, I kind of see a color, um, color esque quarterback right there. I'm not saying that. he will ever be that successful because he hate to say it, but he actually was a pretty damn good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But uh, just watching him, those are the vibes I get. No, hundred percent. Well, we can quickly move past Malik Willis. He's supposed to be a first round quarterback according to all of the mock draft twenty twenty twos and the like. Here's the top prospects for the year. He plays at Liberty. Um, my knowledge ends about there like that. That's about it. I, I don't really know much about him. I know the coach was Hugh freeze, which famously uh, was the coach um, for the blind side. That movie that uh, was the, he was the coach of that team that was featured in that movie. Um, but I do not know much about Liberty football. I am. I'm going to be learning as much as everybody else this season. It looks like another one of those, Trey Lance, Carson Wentz situations where it's a small school that nobody's really paying attention to, and apparently they have a quarterback that can play. That's exciting. I love those small school. It's always fun to watch on Saturday. 100%. So you got uh, Keaton Slovis out of USC. Yep. How do you feel about him? Here we go again. With uh, He had Amon Ross St. Brown as his top wide receiver last season. Did... Amon Ross St. Brown make Keaton Slovis look good, which I will not lie. Keaton Slovis is reckless as hell. That's the that's the problem here. Is he is a very reckless quarterback, and he can make the throws, but he can also throw interceptions, throw bad balls, take sacks. It it's gonna be it's gonna need a little bit of tweaking. Um, and I think under the right coach, you could probably get there. But I don't. I'm not as pumped for him yet. Okay. Definitely second rounder. Okay. Right now. And then uh well let's fast forward to Desmond Ryder Ritter out of Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter, yeah. They Cincinnati was a surprise team last year. They actually got into the top ten. Um, he was kind of a grinded out kind of guy. I really saw him as more of a third rounder, but a lot of people are projecting him maybe late first round, which seems hopeful right now. But 
um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to follow Cincinnati football this year because apparently Desmond Ritter might be able to show something to us. Awesome. And do you know if Derek King is draftable next year or if he's going to be? He is. He is draftable. Um, the biggest knock on him right now is he's had like two injuries. So, okay. Um, it's he has a lot to do this year to get himself into the conversation. He he's really good. I've seen him play. He's he fun like, to watch. He, he was at Houston and he played Oklahoma and I I watched every, like every snap of that game and he definitely has everything that you want in a quarterback nowadays. He's very mobile. He can throw the ball like down the field really well, very accurate. I just with the injuries he's had, um, it's kind of nerve wracking a little bit. Yeah. Now, that's a guy that I watched last year a couple of times, and he's fun to watch. He kind of yeah. he has the modern dual threat, like you said, the very prototypical quarterback these days. Should be fun. Should be. All right, so let's hop on over to the running backs. Um, you got a great list here. Uh, number one, Isaiah Spiller from Texas yes. A&M. Let's see it. Isaiah Spiller is a G. He is so good at running. One of the strongest runners I've seen in a while. Um, I even put in my notes, Nick Chubb vibes like that. That's what I get from him when I watch him run because Nick Chubb's a very powerful runner. And I see the same thing in Isaiah Spiller. Um, I don't love Texas A&M, so we'll see how well that goes. Um, last year, he had 188 attempts, 1,036 yards, nine touchdowns. Um, wasn't much of a pass catcher out of the backfield, caught about 20 balls. But he is a great pure runner. He's six one, about two twenty. Oh, I, I cannot wait. This this is your guy for dynasty drafts next season. This will probably be your running back one, um, uh, given where he goes in the draft or where you know what the situation is. But it's looking like he's going to be the first running back taken, and I cannot wait because he looks really good. As a very avid dynasty player, I would love to get my hands on a Nick Chubb two point Exactly. That's exactly no sexual innuendos there. That's uh, <laughs> completely accurate. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we got Brees Hall next from Iowa State. Yes. Now this is your best statistical runner last season. Um, he had 279 attempts, 1500 yards, 21 touchdowns, everything that you want to see in a running back. He's six one, two fifteen. He's got. He's got everything. He's he's an every down back. That's that's what he is. And like this, it's Isaiah Spiller, it's Brees Hall. Those are the guys that you're going to look for in your drafts next season. Those are the guys that are, you know, your Najee Harris, your, you know, Nick Chubb from a couple of years ago. Like the guys that, you know, you're going to be able to plug and play and a lot of teams are going to want them on their team because they can play every down. And I those yeah, those two I'm the most excited about Spiller and Hall. So we'll be watching them. I, I, Brees Hall plays for Iowa State. Isaiah Spiller plays for Texas A&M, so we will definitely be focused on those two teams because they'll have NFL talent in the backfield. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you this question here because you brought up sure. receiving and everything. So obviously college football, they don't rely on the running backs receiving as much as the NFL does. How do you project that to the next level, or is that something we're still learning to do? So it, here's the thing. So some – running back show it right away like the most odd case we've had so far is joe mixon he was a receiving back in college like he could run too he would he could run for 200 yards if he wanted to but he also could catch the ball five six seven times a game and get you 80 90 yards but they have not used him like that in the nfl so it, it's kind of 
difficult. I think it's one of those things where you just have to be able to have the skill and then go with it from there. Like the next court, uh, next running back on this list um, kind of embodies this exact thing, which I'll just get to him. His name's Eric Gray. He goes, he's plays in Oklahoma. He just transferred from Tennessee um, this past season. And like, he is kind of – he's about 5'10", 205. He had 157 attempts last season, caught about 30 passes. He projects to be a pass catching back out of the backfield. Like that. that's kind of his role is he, he can run it. He's not very powerful, but he can catch the ball and he can be that kind of dual threat that you're looking for at the next level. So I think it's just having the ability to do it. Yeah, because um, the crazy thing is like <clears throat> I always think A.J. Dillon, I mean, they – you know, he really didn't do much receiving work in college at all. And that's been the analyst's biggest knock on him. But watching him play last year, he looked pretty effortlessly or he caught it pretty effortlessly right? when he was playing last year. And that was just one of the things that I, made me think. I think, like, it so just, you... I think it just depends on the offense because some offenses don't use it. Some offenses do use it. So it, it's it's one of those things where you just have to show that you can do it. I think that that's the biggest the biggest part is just showing that you have the hands to catch the ball because yeah, um, it's a, it's a skill that you have to have at the next level. Um, like I said, Isaiah Spiller and Brees Hall haven't really shown it. Brees Hall show, show has shown it a little bit more than Spiller, but this year, I mean, and another thing last season was obviously cut a little short because of COVID cut, canceled some games. They had to cancel out of conference games. So we didn't get as many um, games to look at. So it'll definitely be interesting this year to see how they're used in the game. Yeah, this this COVID situation is really interesting because you're getting these guys that kind of come out of nowhere um, on a lot of things. So excited to see them. So uh, up next, you got Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame. Yeah, he was he showed a lot last season, and he had he was 211 attempts, 1100 yards, 13 touchdowns. Also had 35 receptions for 300 yards, which that's pretty that's that's what you want to see right there. Like that's the kind of thing that you, you see that and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe there's something here because he's already shown that he can do it. And that's the most important thing because in college, you just see a lot of quarterbacks wanting to air the ball downfield. So you don't really have as many check down plays as you do in the NFL. Cause it's a little bit safer. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you, like he's obviously shown 35 passes, 35 catches is pretty good for yeah. a college back, especially with a shortened season. Um, obviously they played in the playoff game too, but I like those stats. He's only five, nine, I think is the biggest knock on him. Um, he's 195 pounds. It's a little small, but you know, if you're pass catching back, you don't necessarily have to be big. Right? No, that's, that's awesome. See, I'm already learning stuff here because I'm definitely keeping an eye on his combine next year to see the speed mm -hmm. and, uh, see what we can get out of a re possible receiving back right there. That's awesome. Right. So we get Zonovan Knight. That's a badass name. Yes, NC it's State. It's an incredible name. Yes, he <laughs> plays. He plays in North Carolina. He's a little bit of a project. There's not a lot of, um, not a lot of tape on Zonovan Knight. So I'm definitely interested to see more of him this year. He had 143 attempts, 78, 788 yards, 10 touchdowns, which is respectable for a college player. But I would really love to see those attempts go up because. I mean, you, you, 143 attempts is not a lot, not for a player. Like, you know, that's 14 attempts a game if you're playing 14 or 10 games. That's not great. 
So I don't know. I would just I would like to see a lot a lot more from him this season, but he definitely has the tools to be able to take that to the next level. Awesome. And then following it up with uh, Tyler uh, Algier, Algier. How do you say that? <laughs> I th- <laughs> I am not positive. I, I would go with what how you just said it. Yes, he played at BYU with Zach Wilson. Um, I just kind of wrote his name down because he he was good with Zach Wilson. I just want to see what he looks like without Zach Wilson. He's yeah. draft eligible next season, so this is kind of a prove it year for him. So I just kind of want to see what he can do without Zach Wilson being there because that made him look a lot better than he may be. So I, don't, I just want just want that one in there. Just want that one noted. I love it. I love it, man. I uh, I want to throw two names, and I don't think they're draft eligible at all. But we got uh, Tank Bigsby coming in, who is quite possibly the best name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, he looks like an absolute stud and followed up with uh, Frank Gore Jr. Um, it's crazy to see that we might Legacy. see them. Yeah, we might see them playing together one of these years. It's uh, it's kind of crazy to think about, but it'll be fun to watch this year. It'll be a ton of fun. Yeah. All right. So let's skip on down to the wide receivers here. Uh, number one, we have Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Yeah, he he's my top receiver going into this this uh, this draft. Goes to Ohio State. He had he's only six foot, which I know seems short, but we've seen a lot. We've seen a really like big resurgence of of shorter wide receivers that are very good at catching the football. And I think this this will be our guy. So Garrett Wilson, forty three receptions last year, seven hundred twenty three yards and six touchdowns. Um, wasn't extremely flashy. I, I whatever I understand that he played with Justin Fields. Justin Fields made him look good. Um, they're gonna. Ohio State's going to be fine this season. They've got a new quarterback in there, and he's going to be fine. He's my number one guy. He's the guy we're going to look at for next season. And, yeah, big fan of Garrett Wilson. Let's put a pin in Ohio State because they got some guys. So it looks to me like he is a phenomenal route runner. I mean, that's he basically just gets that separation every time. Um, did he work from the slot most of the time last year? He did. His, his outside guys, two spots later on this list, who, yeah. you know, could have been a first round wide receiver this year. So it, I should tell you what I think of Garrett Wilson and the next player on this list. Yeah. Which is Chris Olave. Olave yes. from my house state. Chris Olave, it could have been a first round wide receiver this year. He was draft eligible, could have come out, chose not to, chose to go back to school for this season. Um, We'll see if that we'll see. I, I don't I don't didn't necessarily agree with it, but if he's gonna be the top receiver this year rather than, you know, what he probably have been like fifth last season. Okay, fine. If if you want to prove it, go ahead and prove it. He had fifty receptions, seven hundred and twenty nine yards, seven touchdowns. Um, obviously they made it to the national championship last season, got their clocks cleaned out by Alabama, but I think it'll be fine. Is he six one? Should be good. I, I like I like his you know he's got good intangibles he's really good at getting up to the point of the catch and beating secondaries so I believe in Chris Olave. I'm gonna follow this dude a lot because I say the Bears draft him and pair it up pair him up with Justin Fields I'd be very excited about that yeah that'd be really good all right so next on our list we have Justin Ross from Clemson. Now, Justin Ross is kind of an interesting case. He had a spinal cord injury last year and was unable to play. Um, And doctors said he might never, ever play football again. So going to be interesting to see what he can do. He's uh, he's 6'4". He plays at Clemson. Um, I would love for you to try to pronounce the Clemson quarterback name, by the way. We'll get to that later on. But uh, Justin Ross, he's got all of the intangibles. He is 
speed demon, even at 6'4", can make all the catches. We're going to have to see what he can do. Coming back from a spinal cord injury is scary stuff, so I cannot wait to see what he is capable of this year. Awesome. And I'm going to make a note of trying to pronounce this quarterback. Yep, cannot wait to hear you try that. All right, I have a note right here. I'll be looking that up shortly. Um, so then we got uh, John Mechie the third from Alabama. Yes. So another Alabama guy, exactly. Of course, the, the next guy <laughs> in the Alabama reign of terror that is wide receivers. Uh, Mechie didn't he? He got he got fifty five yards, nine hundred and sixteen. Uh, he got fifty five catches, nine hundred and sixteen yards, and six touchdowns. He slotted in right where Jalen Waddle was when he got hurt. And he, they didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. They were Alabama last year was a good all time team. I, I still think that there were teams in the past that could have beat them. LSU from 2019 comes to mind, but John Mechie is going to step in there and be the number one now that Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are gone. And here we go again. Like, here we go again with the Alabama wide receivers. So, uh, keep an eye on Mechie. He's right now, he's my fourth best. Uh, wide receiver in this draft six foot tall i believe in him so cannot wait to see what he can do what do they put in the food there at campus there's i don't i don't know i I don't know how they get these receivers like they just get them every year and it's just it's bizarre like i I don't know i don't know what to say it's wild all right next we got jahan dotson yeah from penn state he had 52 receptions 884 yards and eight touchdowns um, he's only 5'11". He worked out of the slot. Obviously, as a 5'11 player would probably do. And he was good out of the slot. So I, I really am just put him on this list because I'd like to see what he can do from the slot position because that's very tangible or very fruitful in PPR leagues. So he's on here for that reason. Okay. Awesome. And then we got uh, Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama. Yes. Exactly. That is why I need to I put him down on this list because he's a guy that we need to pay attention to. He's draft eligible. Everybody has him going in the second and third round in drafts. So I am as ignorant about South Alabama football as you are. So we're going to find out together what he uh, what he's capable of. That's that's saying a lot because I know zero about yeah, South Alabama. I, I don't either. I don't even know who the mascot is for South Alabama. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, George Pickens from Georgia. It looks like he's coming off an ACL tear. He tore his ACL earlier this summer, so oh, he, he should be back. Um, I don't think he's going to make it back for the beginning of the season. I'm not even 100% sure he's going to make it throughout the season, but George Pickens is really freaking good at football, and he was probably my fourth best wide receiver before the injury, and I'd like to see if he's going to come back for another season, which he could obviously redshirt or if he's just going to go and try to make it in the draft anyway, which obviously the combine would be his big thing. And he, he obviously would be ready for the combine by, you know, by the timetable of his injury. So I just put him on this list because he's really good. And somebody's going to get a really good receiver if he falls at all because of this injury. Um, because George Pickens was, you know, Georgia really needed him this season. So hopefully he can come back. We'll see. That's awesome because we we watch the draft every year and there's always this guy that just gets drafted early and everyone's like, who, what, you know, wow, mm-hmm. sounds like he's a good candidate for that guy this year. Yep. And then we got uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College. Yeah, I, I have him down as just somebody to watch. Um, I'm not as familiar with him as 
I will be by the end of the season, hopefully, but he's being projected to go very early in drafts. Um, second, like I'm going to say second and third round because not a lot of these guys are going to go in the first round. It's just the way of the road, but Zay Flowers projects to be at least a third rounder. So that's why I, I just kind of put my pin in the probably going to be a third round guy because those are your guys that you're looking for in drafts that end up being the steals, you know, your Devonte Adams, your, you know, the long list of players that have gone to the third round that ended up being number ones on teams. So then you wonder how the scouts miss that shit. Exactly. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We're not going to miss it. That's the thing. We're not going to miss it. <laughs> Next stop. We're applying for NFL scouting jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we, we learned something that we did not know. It's the South Alabama Jaguars. Oh, okay. Yeah didn't know jaguars were in alabama so that's interesting i did not either but uh is a mountain lion a jaguar no 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 it's a big cat though it isn't yeah i want to i want to hit this uh quarterback real quick sure is it dj that good one good 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 right. his first name that. i got that uh you that's actually close i'm not positive how to pronounce it myself but that is close from what I've heard other people say it correctly. I like, think I learned like from Hugo, a star. Hugo Bolele or something like Yeah, something like that. I learned from Star Lutalele or whatever, how to pronounce <laughs> that, that under the name there. So it's I kind of cheated a little bit. It's very impressive. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Want to talk some tight ends now? Yeah, we'll, we'll just hit the top two because those are the, the two that I'm most confident in. And then we can go from there. All right, so we got Jalen Weidermeyer out of Texas A&M. Yes, he's tall as hell. Um, he's going to be your next first-round tight end that pisses people off. But this year we're going to have two first-round tight ends, so going to be interesting. Josh Hall, right? Yeah, that would be the yeah. person I'm, I'm referring to. <laughs> but he's got all the tools. He can be a wide receiver. He's good at blocking. He's got everything you'd want in a tight end. So I believe in Jalen. Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. It's a monster. Everything you want. <laughs> and next up, we have Charlie Kalar coming mm-hmm. from Iowa who breeds tight ends like Alabama breeds wide receivers. Yep. Of and this he, is Iowa State. Exactly. And the worst part is he is from Norman, Oklahoma, which is where the University of Oklahoma is located. So that is always awesome to see. Trailer. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But he could have come out this year. He chose to go back there. They think they can make some kind of title run. Iowa State does this year. Obviously, they have Brees Hall and him. So we'll see because Brock Brock Purdy is their quarterback, by the way, which is an incredible name as well. Um, that is. He'll be eligible next year for the draft. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what Charlie Kohler can do. He's a wide receiver that's playing tight end. So, you, you know, you saw that obviously last year with Pitts. Um, we'll see if they can get – Charlie Kohler more involved this year and maybe get his stats up. Maybe, I mean, he's projected mid first round as it is. So maybe he can climb up there a little bit higher even. I'm excited. So I, I grew up right down the road from Iowa state. So I think I'm going to clamp onto a college team just for, for what we're doing here. So I'm going to try to watch their games this year and learn a little bit more. So he's a name I'm going to keep an eye on there. They should be in some big games. I mean, they're playing, I mean, they'll be playing Oklahoma. Um, That'll be a huge game, probably a top 10 matchup so the revenge game the charlie collar revenge game it will be they beat oh, oh you beat him twice last season so or yeah twice all right man so we're gonna follow it up here with some uh some defense because we all love the idp here yeah we'll um, kind of jump around on the defense because i i obviously have not been grinding defensive college football tape so 
we'll just kind of touch on the main guys. Um, the two big names that you're going to hear about all season from every fucking draft analyst, they're going to have a huge wood for all both of them. It's Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end from Oregon, and Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. They're both really fucking good at football. And they, with any other year, and they could even be this year, would be the first picks in the draft over quarterbacks. Um, that's how good Kayvon Thibodeau is, and that's how good Derek Stingley Jr. is. Like that Derek Stingley Jr. is your, you know, your honey badger, your, you know, the long line of LSU cornerbacks like that. Um, he's he's your next one. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, I mean he might as well be Miles Garrett. I mean, he's going to be oh, that shit. good. Yeah, he he's that good. Um, I I dare you to, or I, I don't even dare you. I just you need to watch a Kayvon Thibodeau highlight reel because it is insane what that kid can do. He is bigger and stronger than every person on the field. It looks like he's playing a different sport because he's just that much better than who he's going up against. I am he, making note of that right now. Yeah, he should be on an NFL field like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that he's still playing college football is kind of shocking. But he'll be a top five draft pick, guaranteed, barring injury. He will be a top five pick. Whoever gets him, that is an anchor for your defense. And anybody who gets him is going to be fucking happy because he's the best D-lineman in a long time. So I'm just right, happy. I'm already, happy that we get to enjoy it. I'm trying to trade for that back end first round rookie draft pick now just so i can snag this dude oh yes cave on thibodeau is going to be everything that you want in a in a player so that's going to be right. good and Derek stingley jr some trades. plays a uh, cornerback so you don't normally see those guys being like because usually you go after safeties but he he is that kind of quarterback he's a ball hawk he's i mean i the thing is is like he is gonna he's gonna be able to disrupt every part of the field not just you know, your lockdown cornerback, like put him on an island, all that. This guy is actually like he gets more involved than in that. So they were sending him on blitzes and stuff. Exactly. Like that oh, that's dude. the kind of that's the kind of thing you're gonna be seeing from him. And he can't he, he like that's that's the thing. He can lock down your number one wide receiver and they won't get a catch the entire game. Or you can send him on blitzes. You can send him to to cover people that you wouldn't normally think he would cover. He's really a do-it-all kind of guy, and that's the kind of guy you're looking for in a DB, especially an IDP. So cannot wait to see what they do with him in the draft. That's amazing. For sure. That's amazing. Um, I, yeah. Oh, go on. No, I was just going to say, I will say this year is a bad year for linebacker. Um, if you're you're not going to get – maybe. it's it's I, I don't hate to say that ahead of time because obviously a whole season has to happen. But this is not the year that you're going to get your your uh, linebacker that's going to anchor no your Parsons, Roquans. Not yet. Stuff. Not yeah. yet, anyway. Not yet. There's a couple of guys. Uh, there's Adam Anderson from Georgia and Nick Bonito from Oklahoma who are defensive ends that could double as linebackers, too, because they – you know, they could be qualified for both positions though. Now that would be interesting because those guys are good enough to do that, but I don't, I don't really love the linebacker class this year. And I hope that we can have some diamonds in the rough start to sprout up as the season goes on. Yeah. That'll be fun to monitor for sure. Good year for safety though. Um, I, we won't get into them right now. We'll get to a later date, but there's like at least four or five safeties that, are going to be good this season. So we'll have to keep a 
have to keep an eye on those guys. Yeah, one of these days we'll have to do an IDP specific one and really dive into this. Hopefully, like oh, mid season when I, we start. I need to get some tape. Some That's that would yeah. that would be more helpful. I need some tape on some of these guys. Absolutely. Uh, no, but definitely. I mean, definitely got some names to look out for. Uh, when does the season start? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Shit. So it's it's coming. It starts the week before NFL football starts. That's exciting. Uh, definitely some names to keep an eye on. That's going to make it more interesting for me for sure. Definitely is. Um, yeah, I really like college football. I think as the season goes on, we might talk more about like the actual teams as opposed to individual players. Like I just wanted to get a nice basis laid for all of the players that are going to be available um, in your drafts coming up because you need to know the names. We need to know the names. You need to know the names. Everybody needs to know the names. So I think, I think I'm going to go buy a Tank Bigsby jersey right now. I like, I like Hey, now yeah. that now that you can buy, uh, now that there's the NIL stuff going on, yeah. you could probably put a buy cash it. in his pocket, man. Exactly. You'll probably yeah. put a little cash in his pocket and get one. Hell yeah. Um, looks like the season kicks off on September 2nd. So, yeah. Two okay. weeks. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to watch it, man. For sure. Yeah, next week, I think we might actually dive into the teams that are going to be good this season, and we'll kind of just touch on some of the players that are good within those teams. But I would like to keep this mainly dynasty-oriented so you can know who the players are, how well they do each week, and everything you need to know about the players that you're going to be drafting for your dynasty team because this is going to be a mostly dynasty podcast. I love it, man. Dynasty is what we do. It's what keeps us going all year round. Keeps us, gives us that little bit of uh, whatever you want to say. Keeps us going throughout the year. Yes, but, uh, I agree a hundred percent. Awesome. Well, guys, give us a follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. Um, follow Billy at Ombre Vendor for all of your college football wonders because he's always got something to say on it. Uh, we will be back next week with our normal. Uh, what are we doing next week? I don't know. I, I don't know. Preseason. And... Probably preseason notes. And I want to do a mock draft, but we need to get that together. Oh, dude, let's do a fucking mock. Well, we will be doing a mock draft next Tuesday. Probably live. And, so Yeah, we're going to do it live. Josh is, uh, Josh is going to take pits early. He tried to in our last draft. He can talk a lot of shit on the man, but he was trying to grab him early. But uh, we've got a lot in store for you as we ride through this season together. And uh, we're excited. Uh, any questions or topics you want us to cover um, or do some research for you on, feel free to shoot us a tweet. Um, and uh, and we will be back next week with you guys. Yeah. Have, yeah, a, good have a good night.